Do you know what a blessing it is from God that we have brothers and sisters who meet in our church that are reaching people that we will never reach with the good news of Jesus Christ? Is that incredible or what? Amen. Amen. I'm so grateful for House of Mercy. I'm grateful for the work that they are doing and have been doing in our community for over a decade. And I think it's huge, absolutely huge, that years ago, our church leadership said, we've got to make this work. We've got to open up space for these brothers and sisters, and we've got to encourage them in the work that they're doing. And that's what we're going to continue to do. And that's one of the reasons that we, we do these services, because this is so important uh, for both of our congregations and for this community. So thank you, House of Mercy, for the work you're doing. Thank you, Pastor Antonio, Pastor Alfonso. We love you in the Lord. This, you don't have to translate that. Okay. Are we on? Uh, no, not yet. I, there we are. This is Angela Martin. She will be uh, translating today. Uh, I was thinking there was one slide there in that last song that whether you spoke, whether you speak uh, Spanish or English, you probably were able to read the other language. Yeah? You remember that slide? It was, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but that's not what the sermon's going to be like today. So we're going to need a translator. Oh, simultaneously. Oh, she's going to translate simultaneously. Okay, so this is going to be fun. We've never done this before, um, but I'm, I'm excited to work with you. Nunca habíamos hecho, va a ser la traducción simultánea. Esto nunca se ha hecho, pero va a ser divertido. Okay, so uh, bear with us as we figure this out. Yeah? Great. So here at Beulah, uh, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about discipleship, Entonces, this commission. Do you want me just to keep talking while you're translating? Can you all make that out? ¿Pueden entender todo eso? Okay, all right. So we've been talking about discipleship, this commission that our Savior gave us, regardless of what language we speak, uh, regardless of you know, where our home country is, Jesus said, I want you to make disciples. And so we've been looking uh, in the book of Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus first called his disciples, he said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. Y Jesús dijo, seguidme a mí y les haré pescadores de hombres. Little by little. Little by little. Yes. Okay, good. So that everyone can understand. <laughs> okay. So uh, we've said that in that verse, Matthew 4, 19, we can see what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Entonces vimos que en este versículo estamos viendo lo que es ser un discípulo de Jesús. A disciple belongs to Jesus. Un discípulo le pertenece a Jesús. Because they're following him. He's their leader. Porque le están siguiendo. Él es el líder. A disciple is becoming like Jesus. Un discípulo se está convirtiendo cada vez más como Jesús. Because Jesus said, when you follow me, I will make you into something you are not now. Porque él dijo, cuando me siguen a mí, yo te haré algo de lo que yo soy. And then a, a disciple is, is being sent by Jesus. Y un discípulo se, es enviado por Jesús. Because Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. Porque él fue quien dijo, te haré pescadores de hombres. I'll send you out to do something that you haven't been doing. Te mandaré a hacer algo que no has estado haciendo hasta este momento. So last week we looked at the first part of what it means to be a disciple. Entonces la semana pasada estuvimos viendo qué es la primera parte de ser un discípulo. And we said if Jesus 
says to you, come follow me, then you can be a disciple. Y encontramos que si Dios dice, ven y seguidme, tú puedes ser un discípulo. The only two requirements for being a disciple of Jesus are that he calls you and that you follow. Los únicos requisitos para ser un discípulo de Jesús es que él te llame y que tú lo sigas. And the reason Jesus says to us, come follow me, is because he wants to take us someplace where we can't go on our own. Y la razón por la que Jesús dice, ven, sígueme, es porque él quiere hacer algo que nosotros no podemos hacer por nosotros mismos. He wants to accomplish something in us and something through us that we can't accomplish without him. Él quiere que nosotros logremos algo por medio de nosotros que sin él nosotros no podríamos hacer. So today what we want to do is we want to look at what Jesus wants to change in us so that we can become more like him. Entonces el día de hoy vamos a ver qué es lo que Dios quiere cambiar en nosotros para que podamos ser más como él. And so to do that we're going to look at the story of someone who was not a follower of Jesus when she first started talking to him. But by the time the conversation was over, she was following Jesus. Y para hacer eso vamos a ver la historia de alguien que al comenzar una plática con Jesús no era su seguidor, pero al fin de esa conversación se convirtió en una seguidora de él. You might be familiar with the story. It starts out Jesus is ministering in the south. Sorry, Beulah, no map. Uh, and, and he needed to go back north to do some more ministry. And so on his journey, he took a route that Jews didn't normally take in that day. Para empezar, vamos a hablar, eh, Jesús estaba administrando en el sur y él, para regresar al norte tenía, tomó un camino que normalmente no se tomaba para los judíos. That route took him through Samaria, Ese which at the time medio de that Jesus was living and ministering was uh, kind of a ghetto of sorts. Que para ese tiempo cuando Jesús, donde Jesús vivía, el pasar por Samaria era un lugar uh, no bueno para ellos. Good Jews went out of their way to avoid Samaria. Los buenos judíos se iban por otro camino para evitar pasar por Samaria. But Jesus went right into the heart of the forbidden land. Pero Jesús entró al centro, al corazón de esa tierra prohibida. And when he got to the place where Jacob's well was, John tells us Jesus was tired, and so he sat down for a rest. Y cuando llegó al pozo de Jacob, eh, dijo que estaba cansado y que necesitaba descansar, y ahí se quedó. It was about that time that a Samaritan woman came along, y fue en ese and momento that's que where una we're Samaritana going to start the story. Llegó, a comenzar la historia. Vino una mujer de Samaria a sacar agua y Jesús le dijo, dame de beber, pues mis discípulos, pues los discípulos, oh, disculpen, uh, han ido a la ciudad a comprar comida. La mujer samaritana le dijo, ¿cómo tú, siendo judío, me pides a mí de beber, que soy mujer samaritana? Porque judíos y samaritanos no se trataban entre sí. Respondió Jesús y le dijo, si, cono si conocieras el don de Dios y quién es que te dice, dame de beber, tú, tú pedirías y, y te daría agua viva. La mujer, la mujer pues dijo, Señor, no tienes con qué sacarla y el pozo es hondo. ¿De dónde pues tienes el agua de vida? ¿Sacó, ¿Acaso eres tú? Mayor que nuestro padre Jacob, que nos, que nos dio este pozo del cual bebemos, del cual los hijos, uh, sus hijos y sus ganados bebieron, respondió Jesús y le dijo, 
Cualquiera que, que bebiere de esta agua volverá a tener, tener sed. Mas el que bebiere del agua que yo le daré no tendrá sed jamás, sino que el agua que yo le daré será una fuente de agua que salta para vida eterna. I'll be reading from John chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of living water welling up to eternal life. We're going to listen into the conversation that Jesus has with the Samaritan woman. It's going to be in three parts. And as we listen, we'll begin to see what it is that Jesus wants to change in us so that we can become more like him. Vamos a escuchar eh, la conversación que tuvo Jesús y la samaritana y mientras la escuchamos vamos a ver las partes en las cuales nos dice cómo podremos ser más como Jesús. So the first change that Jesus wants to make in us when we become a follower of him is captured here in this, this kind of cryptic conversation about water. Okay, primero vamos a ver esa conversación del agua que está un poquito que nos dice cómo es que el agua calma esa sed. So this, the, the woman's confused. What is Jesus talking about? She came to Jacob's well, which is a deep, deep well to draw water. And he starts talking about water from a spring. La mujer está un poco confundida. Ella viene aquí a sacar agua de un pozo que está demasiado hondo. Él empieza a hablar de agua que emana. So, I mean, like, what's the deal here? Suddenly, we're not talking about water anymore. ¿Y de qué se trata esto? De repente, ya no estamos hablando de agua. You know, I, I think what we see happening here is what we tend to do in our life. Creo que lo que vemos que está pasando aquí es lo que nosotros tendemos a hacer dentro de nuestras vidas. We come to these points in life where we think, uh, I need to get my life turned around. I, I guess I better start going to church. I, I should read the Bible more. Maybe I should stop cussing so much. Maybe I need to watch less pornography. Maybe I need to stop spending all my money on beer. Llegamos a un punto donde nos empezamos a ver como nosotros tal vez vemos nuestra vida. Pensamos, tal vez debo ir más a la iglesia. Tal vez debo dejar de tomar tanto. Tal vez debo de ver menos pornografía. Those things aren't bad changes to make. Those are good changes to make, but we get confused about those changes. Esos no son cambios malos uh, que, que podemos hacer, pero nos confundimos durante el proceso de hacer esos cambios. We think that making those changes 
will save us. Pensamos que hacer esos cambios nos salvará. But the only thing that saves us is the work of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. Pero lo único que nos puede salvar es el, el, lo que hizo Jesús en la cruz por nosotros. And the work of God in us to make us like Jesus. Y el trabajo que Él hace dentro de nosotros para hacernos más como Jesús. Changing what's on the outside doesn't save us. El cambiar lo que hay afuera no nos cambia. It's only when our heart is changed that we are Solamente saved. Solamente cuando nuestro corazón es cambiado que somos salvos. This is the first change that Jesus wants to make in us. Y He este wants es el primer to change que my hacer heart. Jesús. Él quiere cambiar mi corazón. You see, I think what, what happens is, is we all do things because they satisfy some kind of need we have. Let's, let's change that word need to thirst. So some people drink because they need to escape. Algunas personas beben porque necesitan escapar. Some people watch pornography because they need to feel wanted. Algunas personas ven la pornografía porque necesitan sentirse deseados. Some people gossip about others because they need to feel better about themselves. Algunas personas hablan de otras personas porque quieren sentirse mejor de ellos mismos. Some people are rude and mean to others because they have to protect themselves from being hurt. Algunas personas se portan mal con otros otras personas porque se están protegiendo para que nadie los lastime. Whatever the sin is we do it because we think it addresses one of our thirsts cualquier que sea el pecado nosotros lo hacemos porque está llenando algo de esa sed que tenemos but the truth is that thirst always comes back pero la verdad es la realidad es que esa sed siempre regresa and it usually comes back stronger y a veces es más fuerte but by God's grace We often come to the point where we realize this thing that I'm doing to satisfy this thirst isn't working. Pero por la gracia de Dios nos damos cuenta que lo que estamos haciendo para llenar esa sed no está funcionando. And so sometimes we, we begin to make changes to our behavior. Y entonces comenzamos a hacer cambios con nuestro comportamiento. And sometimes that works. Y a veces eso funciona. We stop drinking so much. Dejamos de tomar tanto. We, we change the way that we talk. Cambiamos la manera en que hablamos. Whatever it is, we think I need to change that behavior and if we're able to do it, it feels good. Cualquier cosa que sea, cuando logramos ese cambio se siente bien. It feels good to live right. Se siente bien. But have we really addressed the thirst? Pero en realidad hemos abortado esa sed. The thing that causes that wrong behavior. Eh, esa cosa que está causando ese comportamiento en nosotros. That's where Jesus comes along and he says, you keep drinking that water. You keep doing that thing because you think it satisfies this need, this thirst that you have. But if you'll ask me, I will address that thirst by changing it, by taking it away, by giving you new desires and new thirsts. Y ahí es cuando entra Jesús y dice, piensas que siguiendo tomando de esta agua, cometiendo este pecado, eh, está satisfaciéndote. Y Él entonces llega a cambiar y en verdad abordar eh, cuál es la raíz de nuestra sed. That's what I believe Jesus is talking about with this woman. Y eso es de lo que creo que Jesús está hablando con esta mujer. It's not about water. No es del agua. 
It's about the things that she's doing because of the thirst that she has. Es las cosas que ella está haciendo por esa sed que tiene. And Jesus says, I can change something in you that'll take care of all of those things. Y Jesús dice, yo puedo cambiar algo en ti que se puede encargar de toda esa sed. You will thirst for those things no more. Ya no tendrás sed de eso que has Because I have living water. Porque yo tengo agua viva. Not this salt, salt water you keep drinking. No esta agua salada de la cual sigues tomando. You see, the truth is, it's not something that Jesus wants to give us to make us different. La verdad es que Jesús no nos quiere dar una cosa para hacernos diferente. It's not something, it's someone. Es una persona, es un alguien. When Jesus talks about living water, cuando Jesús habla de agua viva, He's talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. Está hablando del regalo del Espíritu Santo. God Himself takes up residence in our lives. Él toma residencia dentro de nuestras vidas. And helps us to live in a way that pleases God. Y nos ayuda a vivir de una manera que le es placentera a Jesús. This is living water. Este es agua viva. So the first thing that Jesus wants to change to help us become more like Him is our heart. Para hacernos más como él es nuestro corazón. And he does that by giving us his Holy Spirit. Y lo hace eh, por medio de darnos su Espíritu Santo. But the changes don't stop there. Pero los cambios ahí no terminan. Listen to the next part of the conversation between Jesus and the woman. Escuchen la siguiente parte de la conversación de Jesús y la samaritana. La mujer le dijo, Señor, dame esa agua para que yo ten, para que yo no tenga sed. Uh, ni venga aquí a sacarla. Jesús le dijo, ve, llama a tu marido y ven acá. Respondió la mujer y dijo, no tengo marido. Jesús le dijo, bien has dicho, no tengo marido, porque cinco maridos has tenido y el que ahora tienes no es tu marido. Esto has dicho con verdad. I'll be reading from John chapter 4, verses 15 through 18. The woman said to, her, to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming to this well to draw water. Jesus told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands. And the man you have now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. When Jesus changes my heart, the first thing he often sets about to changing is my relationships. Cuando Jesús empieza a cambiar mi corazón, muchas de las cosas que primero cambia es nuestras relaciones. So as Jesus talked with this woman, the relationship that he pointed to was her, her pattern of sinful relationships with men. Entonces cuando Jesús habla con esta mujer lo que, del que, lo que él habla es de su trayectoria eh, pecaminosa con estos hombres. But for others of us there may be a different relationship that Jesus puts his finger on. Pero con nosotros puede ser alguna otra relación en la que Jesús dice esta se va a cambiar. Maybe he'll turn your eyes to your relationship with your family, your your parents, your siblings, your children. Tal vez cambie voltee tu mirada a las relaciones con tus hijos, tus hermanos, tus padres. Maybe he'll turn you atten your attention to how you respond to those in authority over you or those under your authority. Tal vez cambia cómo tú respondes con esas personas que están sobre ti, tus autoridades, o las personas que están bajo de ti siguiendo tus, tu autoridad. Maybe he'll look at your friend group and ask you if they're leading you closer to him 
or further away from him. Tal vez vea a tus amigos, tu grupo de amigos y te pregunta, estas personas te están llevando más cerca de mí o te están alejando de mí. Maybe he'll ask you if your best friend or your boyfriend or your girlfriend is helping you to follow Jesus or if they just kind of let you do that as long as it doesn't interfere with your relationship with them. Um, y esas personas, tu novio o tu novia, tal vez te pregunta, ¿esa persona te está acercando a ti, a Jesús? ¿O nada más te deja hacer lo tuyo, si ve a la iglesia, mientras no interfiere esa relación que tienes con ellos? Or maybe Jesus won't put his finger on a specific relationship, but on a, a, a pattern of behavior or, or relational behaviors that you tend to have. Y tal vez no sea una relación a la que Jesús empieza a cambiar, pero tal vez un patrón de comportamiento. Maybe he'll say, you gossip a lot, that needs to stop. Maybe he'll touch on your tendency to make yourself the center of attention wherever you're at. Maybe he'll draw your attention to your Messiah complex that leads you to cause trouble and create problems so that you can swoop in and save the day. Tal vez eh, habla un poco de tu complejo de Mesías, de sentir que tienes que rescatar a las personas y hacer que todo funcione para todo mundo. Maybe he'll shine his light on those dark, prejudicial attitudes you have towards the other, Tal the people of the other skin color, who speak the other language, who are from outside of the borders that you were born in. Tal vez pone la lupa en esos uh, complejos que tú tienes sobre otras personas que tal vez no nacieron dentro de, de tu ciudad, eh, dentro de tu país, o esas personas de diferente color de piel. Uh, ¿Cómo estás mirando al otro? However he does it, when Jesus is changing us, one of the first thing he addresses is our relationships. Como sea que lo haga, una de las primeras personas que Dios va, en las cuales va Dios intervenir, es nuestras relaciones. Because relating rightly to other people is a huge part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Porque relacionarnos bien con otras personas es gran parte de ser you, un seguidor de Jesús. You remember what Jesus said when someone said to him, uh, like, what does it mean to follow God? How do I get into heaven? ¿Recuerdas la conversación que tuvo Jesús con una persona cuando le preguntó, ¿cómo puedo llegar al cielo? Jesus said there's only two things that really matter. Jesús le dijo que solo hay dos cosas que en realidad importan. The first one is love God with everything you've got, all your heart, all your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. La primera fue amarás a Jesús con todas tus fuerzas, con toda tu alma, con toda tu corazón. And the second one, Jesus said, is just as important, but it always comes second. And what was it? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Y la segunda que dijo siempre viene segunda, pero es igual de importante. Ama a tu prójimo como a ti mismo. A huge part of following Jesus is the way we relate to other people. Una gran parte del seguir a Jesús es la manera en que nosotros nos relacionamos con otros. So one of the first things Jesus works on and continues to work on is our relationships with others. Así que una de las cosas que Jesús trabaja es Jesus wants to change my heart. Él quiere cambiar mi corazón. Jesus wants to change my relationships. Quiere cambiar mis relaciones. And Jesus wants to change my concern for the lost. Y quiere cambiar eh, mi preocupación por los perdidos. I'm going to read from John chapter 4, starting at verse 28. 
Voy a leer de Juan 4:28, empezando en el verso 28. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, "Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah?" They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Then jump down to verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. Entonces de Juan 4:28 y luego pasamos al 39. Entonces la mujer dejó su cántaro y fue a la ciudad y dijo a los hombres, venid, ved a un hombre que me ha dicho todo cuanto he hecho. ¿No será este el Cristo? Entonces salió, la, salió de la ciudad y vinieron a él, el 39, y, mucho, y muchos de los samaritanos que en aquella ciudad creyeron en él por la palabra de la mujer, que, que daba testimonio diciendo, me dijo todo lo que he hecho. Entonces vinieron los samaritanos a él y le rogaron que se quedara con ellos. Y se quedó ahí dos días y creyeron muchos más por las palabras de él. So once Jesus begins to change this woman's heart, and once he puts his finger on some relationships that she needs to address, she instinctively knows what she has to do. She has to tell others about the changes that Jesus is making in her. Entonces ya una vez que Jesús empieza a hablar con ella sobre sus relaciones y los cambios que necesita hacer en su vida, ella instintivamente sabe lo que tiene que hacer con otras personas y hablar acerca de eso. You know, truth be told, this is easy to do when we're new to a relationship with Jesus. Diciendo la verdad, esto es fácil hacer cuando empezamos a conocer a Jesús. He's working in us and he's changing us and it all feels so good. Easy changes are happening and we just have to tell others about it. Él empieza a trabajar en nosotros y se siente tan bien. Vemos esos cambios que sentimos la necesidad de ir a decirle a otros. And I guess probably what makes it easier is that people who have known us for a while they see us changing they see that we're not using the same language they, they see that we're working harder they, they see that, we're, that, that there's just different things about us and they're asking why and so it's easy to talk about Jesus y tal vez lo que lo hace fácil es que esas personas que nos conocen que están alrededor de nosotros están viendo el cambio que está pasando en nuestras vidas tal vez ya no decimos tantas malas palabras y ya no hacemos esos uh, comportamientos pecaminosos que antes hacíamos y es fácil entonces que se ve el cambio. But for most of us, the longer we've been following Jesus, the harder and harder it becomes to tell others about him. The less and less we talk about him. Pero para muchos de nosotros ya cuando llevamos tiempo en el ministerio o estamos dentro de tra trabajando con Dios, eh, se vuelve más difícil para que nosotros comportamos la palabra. We surround ourselves with other Christians. Nos rodeamos de otros cristianos. Uh, we make our holy huddle. Uh, we go to Bible studies and, and classes and we learn more about Jesus and more about the Bible and those are all good things. Eh, nos rodeamos con uh, personas que estudian la Biblia, vamos a grupos de estudio y todas esas son cosas buenas. But if we're not careful in the midst of all those good things, Pero si no this, cuidado, en medio de todo eso, this part of our heart that cares about the people who are lost and don't know Jesus, it begins to shrivel and die. 
That's not the way it's supposed to be. Y esa no es la manera en la que debería de ser. The longer we have been following Jesus, the greater our concern should be for those who don't know him. Entre más tiempo llevemos siguiendo a Jesús, eh, lo más sería, es lo más importante que sigamos. The sweeter my relationship with Jesus grows, the more bitter it should taste that there's people who don't know him. Entre más dulce sea mi relación con Jesús, más amarga debería de, de ser el sabor de el saber que hay personas que no lo conocen. And so Beulah, I invite you to come back next week and we're going to look at that. That's the third part of being a disciple of Jesus. But as we wrap up today, let's ask ourselves a few questions. Entonces a la congregación de Beulah les voy a pedir la siguiente semana vamos a continuar este estudio, pero vamos a hablar a ver unas últimas preguntas antes de terminar. Number one, when I begin to feel distant from Jesus, do I try to add and remove things from my life or do I ask Jesus to change my heart and help me hear his voice? La primera, cuando siento que se está enfriando mi relación con Jesús, ¿qué es lo que hago? ¿Trato yo de remover algunas cosas de mi vida, añadir algunas cosas o pido la dirección de Jesús para ver qué es lo que en realidad se debe hacer? The prophet Ezekiel reminds us that when things need to be added or removed, that's the work of God. That's what his Holy Spirit accomplishes in us. We're going to read this first in English and then in Spanish off the screen. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. El profeta Ezequiel nos recuerda que el, el remover y añadir cosas a nuestra vida es el trabajo de Dios. Y leemos en Ezequiel 36, 26. Um, Os daré corazón nuevo y pondré espíritu nuevo dentro de vosotros. Y quitaré de vuestra carne el corazón de piedra y os daré un corazón de carne. Y pondré dentro de, de vosotros mi espíritu y haré que andéis en mis estatutos y guardaréis mis preceptos y los pongáis por obra. Now don't be confused. When there's changes that need to be made, we have hard work to do. No se confundan cuando hay cambios que debemos hacer, es un trabajo duro. Paul says it like this in Philippians, work hard Paul, at your salvation. Pablo lo dice así en Filipenses, trabaja duro para tu salvación. And in the next breath he says what Ezekiel just said, for it is God who's working in you to accomplish what he wants to do. Siguiendo eso él dice porque es Dios quien está trabajando para lograr esas cosas. So when I'm feeling distant from God or like maybe I've I've wandered or my faith has become weak, do I try to change things or do I ask God to let me hear his voice and to change my heart? Entonces cuando me siento que estoy distanciándome de Dios, ¿qué es lo que hago? ¿Cambio cosas o le pido a Jesús? Question number two. Am I growing in the way I relate to others? Are my attitudes and posture towards other people becoming more like Jesus? La segunda pregunta es, ¿estoy creciendo eh, como cristiano? Eh, mis actitudes con otras personas, la manera en que me relaciono con otras personas, ¿estoy creciendo? So the New Testament is full. Let's go ahead and put that up. The New Testament is full of places where the, the scripture writers talk about our relationships with other people. I mean, 
you can just, you can just read through them here. And this is just part of, I ran out of space. There's more. So what I, what I encourage you maybe to do is to write down some of these references or, or take out your phone and take a picture of the screen. And then if you don't have anything else that you're doing for your devotions, maybe take some time this week and take a couple of those passages each day and read through them. Not just to, not just to learn, but to ask God. Is this how I relate to other people? Do I carry other people's burdens? Am I patient with each other? Am I loving and kind? El Nuevo Testamento está lleno de versículos donde nos dice cómo nos relacionamos con otras personas. Si ahorita no están haciendo nada para devociones por la mañana, tal vez tomen una foto eh, y léanlos, no nada más por leerlos, pero para en realidad entenderlos y preguntarse me estoy re, cómo nos estamos relacionando con otras personas. And if I could maybe just for a minute go back to the first question. If y you're si feeling like... Y si regresar un poquito a la primera pregunta. Like maybe your relationship with Christ has grown stale. Si sientes que tu relación con Jesús ya se está um, enfriando. Maybe this is where you need to go. Tal vez aquí es donde debes ir. Maybe your relationship with, relationships with others isn't glorifying God. Tal vez tu relación con otras personas no está glorificando a Jesús. And maybe as you change this, you'll find him working in your life in new ways. Y tal vez cuando cambias esto, empezarás a ver que él está trabajando en tu vida de algunas nuevas maneras. Question number three. La segunda, la tercera pregunta. When was the last time I talked to Jesus about someone who's lost? ¿Cuándo fue la última vez que yo hablé con Jesús acerca de una persona que está perdida? And when was the last time I talked to someone who's lost? About Jesus. ¿Y cuándo fue la última vez que yo hablé con alguien que estaba perdido acerca de Jesús? Do you understand those questions? Entienden esas dos preguntas. Am I praying about people who are lost? Do I even care Estoy if there's people dying Jesús and going to hell? personas que están perdidas. Do I, I, me importa? And not just do I care generally. Y no solamente en general. But am I praying by name for people I know that don't know Jesus? Pero estoy pidiendo por específicamente por una persona diciendo su nombre en oración. For family members. Por familiares. For coworkers. Eh, for compañeros neighbors. Compañeros de trabajo, vecinos. For the for the guy at Starbucks who makes my drink every time. Por I go el in. hombre que trabaja en Starbucks que me hace mi bebida todos los días. And in addition to praying, or, 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 or as the next step to prayer, y en a la oración, o el paso, am I actually talking to en realidad estoy hablando a personas que están perdidas about who Jesus is? Acerca de quién es Jesús. Most of us don't do that once we've been la Christians. De nosotros no lo hacemos. For any amount of time, it just it, it stops. We we don't do it anymore, and that's not the way it's supposed Por alguna to be. Razón no lo hacemos. Simplemente dejamos de hacerlo, y así no es la manera en que debe ser. So let me encourage you, así friends. Que les animo ask yourself, when was the last time que se pregunten, fue la última vez that Jesus came up in conversation with someone who doesn't know him? En una conversi- and it was in a good way. Que fue una buena manera. When was the last time that, uh, that I told uh, a cashier at the store that Jesus loves them? When was the last time I invited a neighbor to come to church with me? Disciples of Jesus Christ care about the fact that there's other people who need to know Jesus. Los discípulos de Jesús se interesan en esas personas que no conocen a Jesús. 
Beloved, these are these these changes we've talked about. These Amados, things we've talked about. De los que hemos hablando, these are all marks of a follower, a disciple estas of Jesus. When Jesus is working in me, it has to come out in some way. It comes out in my words. En mis palabras, and it comes out in my actions, en my mis behavior. Acciones, mi comportamiento. If you realize that it's been a long time since you've said someone to someone who's lost about Jesus, then let me encourage you. As I do the closing prayer today, si te estás take dando that opportunity de que to ya pray. tiene mucho tiempo que tú te interesas por alguien que esté perdido, te voy a pedir que durante la oración and to ask the Holy Spirit to give you al Espíritu Santo que le de, te dé fuerza. This week, esta semana to tell someone that Jesus loves para decirle a alguien que Jesús lo, los ama to have that conversation that's overdue with a family member para tener esa conversación que ya um, está tardando con este familiar God's spirit in you el Espíritu de Dios en will ti help you to do that te, hará, te ayudará a hacer eso House of Mercy it's such a pleasure to worship Casa with you Casa de Misericordia es un placer poder uh, tener servicio con ustedes Like I said before when I wouldn't let Angela translate I'm so excited about what God's doing in your congregation and in our community because of your presence Como dije antes que no le permití a Angela traducir estoy muy orgulloso del trabajo que está haciendo que se está haciendo por medio de Casa de Misericordia I want to encourage you as a brother in Christ to continue to work out your faith, trusting that God is working in you to accomplish what he wants to do in you and through you. Y te voy a alentar que como hermano en Cristo, continúes ese trabajo que él está haciendo a través de ti y dentro de ti. And thank you for giving us this opportunity to worship together. Y gracias por darnos esta oportunidad de alabar a Dios juntos. And also thank you for the food you made for us. Y gracias por la comida. And Beulah, I just want to invite you back next week. And, and this will be a great opportunity to invite a friend or a co-worker who uh, you're not sure if they know Jesus or you, or you at least know they're not going to church. Next week, we're going to talk about the last mark of a disciple. A disciple is being sent by Jesus. So I hope you'll plan to be here for that. Will you pray with me? Pueden orar conmigo? Let's pray. Mm -hmm. Do you want to pray or do you want to translate? Go ahead, I'll okay. translate. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Padre Celestial, te agradecemos tu trabajo. We thank you for the truth that we've read in it. Te damos gracias por la verdad que leemos. For this encounter that Jesus had with this Samaritan woman. Por la conversación que tuvo Jesús con esta samaritana. For the picture of what it means to uh, to be being changed by Jesus. Por poder ver lo que significa el ser cambiado por Jesús. Father, I would pray in my own life that you would continue to Padre, te pido uh, que en mi work in my vida, heart. Trabajes en mi corazón. That you continue to give me a heart of que continúes dándome ese corazón de carne y que yo me rinda a tu espíritu Father, I pray that you'd continue to help me to relate to other people in a way that glorifies you. Que me ayudes a compartir con otras personas, a relacionarme con otras personas una manera que te glorifique. And Father, I pray that this week, y Padre, te pido um, que esta semana, that, that I would remember I'm not a slave to fear, que yo recuerde que yo no soy un esclavo del temor, but that I would have courage to talk to uh, uh, to Tyler at Starbucks about Pero my que faith. Pero que tenga la fuerza de hablar con la persona que me hace mi café acerca de mi fe. That I would be listening fe. to your 
escuche tu espíritu y que me, a dónde me mueve. And when you prompt me that I would, uh, I would say what needs to be said to the person in front of me. Y cuando tú me dices eh, que diga tal cosa a una persona que está enfrente de mí, en realidad hacerlo. Father, I pray the same for my brothers and sisters here. Padre, pido para lo, lo mismo para mis hermanos que están aquí. Whether we speak English Hablemos or Spanish. Inglés o español. Uh, that we would continue to follow que you and allow you to change us. For your glory. Para tu gloria. And in your name. Y en tu nombre. And Father, as we now take some time together uh, to share a meal, y Padre, ahora que vamos a compartir los alimentos, we thank you for providing the food. Te agradecemos food. por esa comida. Father, I thank you for those who have made it and Yo te agradezco it. por todas las personas que lo hicieron y lo trajeron aquí. And I pray that there would be a spirit of rejoicing as brothers and sisters break bread together. Y te pido que haya un espíritu de hermandad mientras eh, compartimos esos alimentos. We pray this in Jesus' name. En el nombre de Jesús. Amen. Amen.